Welcome to FX in Focus, where our mission is to celebrate the talent and ideas that contribute to the global B2B payments industry. Join us as we ask thought leaders at CorePay cross-border and across the payment industry pressing questions and capture their vision on a variety of topics. I'm Danielle Crow, and today you're listening to this week's episode, Crafting a Strategic Partnership, Finding Your Perfect Match. As markets shift, corporate treasurers and CFOs need to keep up, so there's a lot to talk about. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions, so please email us at podcast at fleetcore.com. In today's episode, I'm talking to Andrew Howlett, Director for Channels and Alliances at Corpe Crossborder. We'll be talking about what companies should look for when looking for an FX or payments partner, how to avoid common mistakes, and tips for how to achieve the most success with your partnership. So let's start at the beginning. Types of partnerships for integrated payments technologies and foreign exchange offerings. We know that partnerships come in all shapes and sizes. So can you explain the main different types of partnerships? What's the best for different companies who are shopping around for an FX partner and how do they know what type of partnership they're looking for? Thanks, Danielle. Yeah, so my team works with partners across many different sectors of different sizes and, you know, rather importantly, at different stages in the evolution of their business. Our role for Corpay um, is business development, but partnerships exist across many other departments within the business, uh, such as operations, legal, compliance, etc. Whether different internal teams are utilizing the resources of, of other service providers to help them with their day-to-day business output. But, you know, a partnership in business to me is a mutually beneficial working relationship between two parties that exist, exist simply beyond a buyer-seller relationship. When you look at two companies coming together to work, you know, within the payment space, that, that they're identifying and outlining what the basis of the relationship is and how this relationship will be a benefit to both parties. Our partners, you know, they're looking for a number of things. Are they looking to access new payment technologies? Are they generating new business opportunities? Are they accessing new revenue streams, enhancing the product offering for their customers, et cetera? So, you know, once that business need is determined, the, 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 pro, the process of selecting a partner, um, an FX partner, will come into evaluating whether the company you're looking to partner with can effectively deliver on those. And from there, you put plans in place to allow the relationship to develop. But commercial partnerships in the cross-border space actually cover quite a spectrum um, from advanced solutions that, you know, the services join together through through integrated technology, uh, through to non-integrated relationships, such as consultancy-based partnerships and even brand sponsorship. Thanks, Andrew. So you referred to partnerships in different stages of business growth. Could you expand on that? Yeah, um, well, so in the payment space, you know, we, we get to work with companies that, you know, they're either partnering with an FX company for the first time, they've decided to switch from a current provider or maybe adding another provider to expand their resource for their customer base. So we, we we sometimes see relatively young startups looking to align with us, but then we also see, you know, very large, long-established multinationals. You know, the, the, the focus really comes down to simple questions, you know, what is the business objective? You know, to, to achieve that objective, you know, what resources are required on both sides? And, you know, ultimately, most importantly, is, is there room for growth, you know, with the partnership? Because it's easy to want to rush in and build a full burn partnership, but after evaluating, it sometimes makes sense to start small, understand the potential upside, you know, if there is one, but most importantly, recognize where potential limitations might be. So, you know, what people 
will typically do is they'll, they'll, they'll simply ask themselves, are, are, are you looking to partner because you have customers that have a need for these services? Or, or is this going to be a partnership whereby you're simply looking to leverage these new services to acquire net new clients? And, you know, with those two questions, it really makes for two very different business cases. Thanks, Andrew. So let's talk now. Let's take a step back and talk about why people partner. You've spoken in the past about the build, borrow, buy question. If you need a particular service to add to your business, do you build it yourself? Do you buy it from somebody else or do you borrow it? And if you do, does that organically lead to a mutually beneficial partnership? Yeah, I mean, great, great question, because honestly, the driver for most partnerships formed in our industry is out of need to access certain technologies and services that are quite often just too complicated to try and build yourself. You know, this is down to a lot of things, licensing requirements, manpower resources, high associated costs. So if you're looking to go to market with an FX solution, you know, there's technology today that exists that will make it much easier partner with a company that already has these things taken care of. So Another good reason people partner, though, is due to the benefits that come with associating with another company. Partnering with a firm that has a strong reputation in this sector, for example, and you know, which might be a significant size and scope, that, that's going to offer a key selling point when engaging new customers or when trying to convince current customers to try the product line that you're putting out. So as I said before, it's, it's important not to rush into a partnership. You know, without both sides in alignment on what the basis of the relationship is and why you're partnering, you could be misunderstanding the other party's vision. You know, rushing you, leading yourself up to pitfalls, you know, that ultimately leads to issues and potentially a waste of time and resources. So that is an interesting place to go. Can you talk more about that or give us an example of some of these pitfalls? Absolutely. You know, listen, lots of partnerships look attractive in early conversations. What you need to determine, though, are, are both sides looking at the same possibilities and goals? Are you aligned? Are incorrect assumptions being formed? That will likely turn into issues, you know, down the line. So, you know, to to get there, it, you can start with asking some, you know, some pretty straightforward questions. Has it been determined that your clients actually have a need for this solution? I mean, who is going to be selling it? So, what support will be offered on both sides to to make this a success? Now, are both parties aligned on what a successful commercial return would look like? Even so, ultimately, you know, both sides need to determine if 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 this joint value proposition lends itself to an actionable go-to-market strategy. Key questions, you know, is the messaging of the partnership going to resonate with the customer base? Will more and more time and work go into this only to discover down the line that there wasn't a fit in the first place? Um, When you look at potential pitfalls in our specific industry, you know, FX and cross-border, you know, a simple one is we are very heavily regulated, which has a big impact on how we onboard our partners, clients, you know, how are they acquired? Cross-border payments are complex by nature. So what we look to do is educate our partners very early in the process, you know, talk about these potential pitfalls, which, you know, which might in turn change the nature of the relationship, you know, and in turn what the go-to-marketing strategy will become. I, you know, obviously there is the also the approach of the crawl, walk, run approach when it comes to partnerships, because, you know, we might also simply determine that it's not quite the right time to enter in a partnership, you know, because some partners need to start out at crawl. You know, are we assessing the validity of this value proposition, you know, using samples, whereas others, you know, are ready to go, they've got everything in place, and then, you know, they hit the ground running. So on that topic, what might be some elements of a go-to-market strategy that a partner might not have considered 
when looking to work with a payments provider? Yeah, I mean, um, big, big focus is, you know, is, is, is the messaging, you know, promotion of the solution. It, it needs to let the client know why it's in that client's interest to use this service, you know, how they would use it, what they might need to do to access it. So it, in, in, it go to, in a go-to-market strategy, you know, when working with an established company, certainly one that has a sizable client base, a very important but overlooked step is to fully determine, you know, what the demand will be and seeing if there are any data points that can help the project uh, help project the potential revenue stream that we're looking to generate from this relationship but you know then on the flip side if the company is looking for net new business by adding an fx solution the most important part is that they do have a sales team with the right tools and sufficient knowledge of the solution that are going to receive the appropriate training and marketing support from the partner so also needing to outline you know who is their target market it is important to note, though, you know, in, in that sense, we do see natural pivots um, in sales strategies, just often by discovering that the product has, you know, better fit when markets tested. So sales teams on both sides, you know, often collaborate as well to help get that product sold. You know, networking events, industry trade shows. These are a great place, you know, certainly for us to meet a partner's client base, learn about their needs. You know, take it home, understand how better to enhance the value proposition that the solution is offering. And 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 from that, you know, partner feedback, both directions, you know, so important. You know, updated sessions need to be staggered periodically. You know, depending on the scope of the partnership, you, you could include things like quarterly business reviews. You know, there's certainly a great way to ensure that the partnership is on track because joint marketing initiatives should be carefully planned out as well. So there are certain keywords that have come up. I mean, I love the idea of a spectrum of partners. And from what I'm hearing from you, it seems like the goal for a successful partnership is to make it a part of your core business plan. Um, you know, I know that there are several reasons why a company might say I could use an FX provider, you know, to add value to my clients that might run the gamut from providing a fantastic FX solution for a problem they might be experiencing as they grow. That might be putting a logo on a sports team's shorts. It might be doing networking events together to mutual introductions and, and so forth. And it sounds like you're saying that the ability to scale is one of the key aspects to look for in a positive partnership. Okay, yeah. So when you look at you know this spectrum, certainly when you say core business plan, we 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 absolutely do have some partners where we are you know a major part of their business output. But looking at that spectrum, you know we also have do have partnerships where we aren't supporting the core function of the business. We're more of a complementary resource, you know, offering value in different ways. Um, I actually think back to you know when we talk about the crawl walk run approach when building a partnership. It's really great to see the evolution, you know, from an idea through to getting to a place where both parties high, hold high value in the relationship um, and the partnership becomes an important part of each other's business because partnerships add value in different ways. You know, for example, at Paul Bay, we have some partners that, you know, simply like to refer as lead because they know that their clients are going to receive great service from a particular provider and, you know, will in turn strengthen their relationships and, you know, help develop trust. We, we also have partnerships that are built very much just on promotional basis, such as sponsorships. You know, that's that created to resonate with the company's values, you know, to affirm a commitment to a specific industry, industry and sector, you know, really getting really getting that right exposure, you know, in, 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 in reaching more, more and more end users. So we're winding down, but let's leave with some advice for a company who might be looking to engage in a partnership within the FX space. 
what are your key tips for a business looking to partner with a payments company to add new services to their downstream clients? I mean, honestly, it really just comes down to having a mindset of knowing exactly what you're looking for from the partnership, but understanding that you're going to have to have some frank and honest discussions around the core values of what it is you want. And, you know, in turn, what you're looking to bring to the business relationship yourself, because, you know, being able to offer and promote FX and global pay payment capabilities, it can be a fantastic way, you know, to access new clients, further scale your business, drive revenue. But it's really important to know where your business is in its own business cycle and, uh, you know, what stage entering into a partnership, you know, would, would, would make, you know, would make it successful. Thank you for the conversation, Andrew. Uh, I really enjoyed it and I hope everybody listening did as well. Um, but that brings us to the end of our podcast for today. Thank you for everybody who tuned into today's episode. If you want to keep up with more news and views, make sure to subscribe from wherever you're tuning in from. FX in Focus is a podcast written and produced by CorePay, a fleet core company, and the opinions expressed in FX in Focus are those of our guests only and do not necessarily reflect the views of CorePay or Fleet Core Incorporated. To submit your questions or comments or to recommend a topic, please email us at podcast at fleetcore.com. Thank you.